Welcome, 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 everybody. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited to be here today. This is not the 23rd of May, but it's actually May 1st. But we are taping this show in advance because of the guests that we have on, who's Mr. Stephen Forrest. And in case you don't know who he is, I, you know, in my only hum, humble opinion, I think, oh, excuse me, let me introduce my co-host. First, he's staring at me. What about me? What about me? Hi, Doug. I, I can tell you're way too excited about what you have to say. <laughs> I know. But it's good to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you. And so today we're going to have on Stephen Forrest for the entire hour. We're going to do a little bit different formatting this time because we want to talk to him a lot. So uh, we have him on the air and he's going to be on here in just a couple of minutes. So anyway, um, I just want to tell a little bit about um, Stephen. I've known him for about 30 years, I think. And I met him years ago, and, and he did a reading for me. And I just want to, if he's probably listening to this right now, I said, remind me, remind him of what happened when he gave me a reading about 20-some years ago. We spent most of our time talking about our cats. You know, <laughs> we just loved animals, you know. But it, it was, and I remember that about him. You know, he's just really sweet and, you know. Uh, but also very deep and very profound because he's such an amazing author. He has his own uh, astrological school that he teaches. It's on evolutionary astrology. It's an apprenticeship program. And I'm telling you, um, his books are amazing. He wrote The Inner Sky, which is a very well-known book and was the first book I ever bought. And several, all about 10 or 15 others. So he's pretty amazing. So anyway, what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a very quick break. And when we get back, we're going to bring him on. We're going to start talking right away with him. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And by the way, I haven't, if I haven't said it already, I'm Eileen Grimes, golly gee. I'm an astrologer and so is Doug. We both started astrology at the same time, too, 30 years ago. 30 years Yep, amazing. Anyway, so anyway, let me right now bring on my guest who, um, there's really no need for an introduction. Well, maybe there is, but to me, he's the best, best astrologer on the planet as far as I'm concerned. Mr. Stephen Forrest, welcome. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You sound like you have some kind of cold or something. Um, no, well, I'm I'm doing great. No, no COVID nineteen here on way out in the <laughs> desert. We've had one case in our town, so so far so good. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you haven't been subjected to that. But it's a really difficult yeah. time right now. So, oh, amen. Yeah, and you know, I know I've been paying attention to your Facebook page. You haven't been able to go hiking. This is terrible. You know. Yeah, it's a real frustration. Yeah. yeah. I'm mean, at that age where you use it or you lose it, you know, and I, I like using it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. 
Oh, and by the way, let me introduce you to my co-host, uh, Doug. Stephen, this is Doug. And they've Hi, been... Doug. And it's good to meet you as well. Yeah. Good, good. Been so, waiting to hear you speak. Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so anyway, I kind of want to talk to you today about the books you've been writing on the elements, which are very uh, interesting. Yeah. That you are writing the one on, on water right now. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. You, yeah, of course, yeah, you yeah, left yeah. probably the most complex to last. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah. um, so tell me about what motivated you to start doing this project, which is obviously a just like huge project for each particular element. But uh, what moved you to do it, and, and what is your approach to these books, mm-hmm. yeah, big subjects. Uh, well, um, for starters, I, I, you know, I like to walk my talk astrologically, and I, and sun, I'm a Capricorn. I've got you know Jupiter and Mercury there as well as my Sun, and so I saw you know Saturn was entering Capricorn, and what I teach my my students and my clients is uh, don't be afraid of it. You know, despite what many astrologers might say, you know, the greater malefic is going to come and whack you. You know, yeah, but. Um, with Saturn, you have a you have a choice. I, I think it's between being depressed or being exhausted. Yes. And I, I know it sounds terrible, but I say go for exhausted. You know, if you think about it for a moment, exhaustion beats the pants off a of depression. Yes, it does. And, and, and it's just kind of a one-liner way of saying it, but it's a serious point that it's time to get your teeth into something. Right. And, and so I saw Saturn, you know, going to hit me, and I said. Well, I mean, I've written a lot of books. Does that mean I should write a book? Well, that doesn't scare me too much anymore. It's well, no, you've taken on. Maybe I'll do four books. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you me. took on Neptune. That has got to be one of the most hellaciously difficult things to write about, you know, because I'm, half the time well, you just yeah. want to sleep through it. So I put know. so much of myself in that book. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I haven't... I do have a copy of it. I have it on my phone. I haven't read read it yet, but I do have a copy of it. So, uh, oh, that's fabulous. You know, so how did, why the elements? What was that about? Well, it's, uh, it, it, in a way, it's uh, it's sort of a legacy project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm 71 now, and, uh, you know, Saturn, elder kind of energy. I'm, I'm feeling, you know, I feel strong and everything. I'm not sick, but, mm-hmm. but I, I you know, have this uh, knowledge of my mortality, Mm-hmm. And uh, as you get older, there's uh, less and less joy that comes from uh, ego fulfillment, you know, being oh, a star, et cetera, and a lot more joy that comes from feeling like you're doing something for the world and right. leaving something behind you in the world. And so basically what, what I've set out to do uh, is to write down the kernel of everything I know about everything in astrology. Oh. You know, that, that's, that's kind of a, it's an ambitious project. Kind and, of, yeah. And so I, organizing it around the elements, so the Book of Fire, for example, the, the first one that came out, um, it, it's not just about the fire element. It's, it's an analysis of Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, right. uh, the corresponding houses, one, right. five, and nine, the uh, ruling planets, so we're looking at Mars and the Sun and Jupiter. Okay. So, you know, those are the topics, the, the fire family of symbols, and it's a, an exhaustive look at all of those. And then same, same theory for the Book of Earth, which is out now, and the Book of Air is all done, and just got word this morning that uh, finally the cover is designed. We had a bit of a glitch on that, but, wow. but uh, that should be out within the, within the month. I, I oh, that's think. fabulous. And, 
uh, uh, book of water on thanks to COVID-19. I'm about five months ahead of schedule and where I thought it'd be without one. Wow, that's amazing. You know, I was just thinking about the fire book. Of course, fire was first. It would make sense yeah. that it would be but first. I'm curious what your ascendant is. The tradition. Score. Now that I know you're Capricorn, I'm real curious what your ascendant is. Are you going to tell him? I'm sorry. I, I didn't understand all that. Oh, he's, he, wanted that to, Capricorn? he wanted to know what your ascendant is. Oh, Scorpio. Oh, no wonder you're a digger like that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, I mean, I just felt like this is detective work. Yeah, it is. Um, Research. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Right, exactly. I was just going to say. So you've got your Saturn square in your ascendant. Um, well, it's uh, square by, by whole sign. It's uh, it's sitting right on my Mars now. My ascendant is more like about 22 degrees of okay. Scorpio, so be a little while before it gets there. Oh, good. No, I mean your natal Saturn. Your natal Saturn. Uh, uh, natal Saturn is uh, right on my midheaven in Virgo. Oh. Oh, <laughs> well, you caught that at the very beginning. Okay, yeah. so it wasn't where I thought it would be sitting. Okay. Okay, yeah. When I heard your... Uh, but then I wasn't thinking that your January birthday. Okay, yeah, he has a January birthday, so yeah, yeah. that makes yeah, a lot of sense. New York's alignment with the midheaven. Oh, well, that's that's handy. Yeah, yeah. Well, the nice. So I, I, I work really hard, but yeah. you know, it's uh, again, you know, it's like Saturn with its the the bad reputation among some of the more deterministic astrologers, and yeah. uh, you know, Saturn on the midheaven. But I, you know, I've a sense of success and abundance in my life. Oh, yeah. You know, well, with, to be grateful for. If your Saturn hard is... Hard work is always the requirement. Right. Saturn is... Tri- is Does it try in your sun then? Trying is... No, no, it's, uh, it, it's not. It's in about five degrees of Virgo. The ascendant about 22 oh. degrees. It's oh. Okay. oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. have his chart. I'll show it yeah. to you. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm listening to you, and I, I find you quite fascinating, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I like the fact that you're such a digger, and I know that Capricorn oh, are sharp as a tack, and they get all kinds of stuff done. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about when you mentioned Mars was the first book you started, and I was thinking that correlation to Gustav Holst, who wrote The Planet Suite, who also started yeah. with Mars when he wrote it. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, you probably recognize our theme song is is the Jupiter uh-huh. movement from the Holst planets. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, he's one of my favorite composers. So, um, Oh, what a beautiful piece of music. Oh, I listen to it all the time. I can't help it. But And he was very much into astrology. He did astrology readings for his friends. So he was... Did he? Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, he was. I, mean, I, I assumed he had some connection with it all because of the, you know, writing the planets. But right. I, I didn't well, realize it was an astrologer. That's fascinating. That's right. Well, he wrote the, the planet suite based on astrological data, not on astronomical data. So it's all... Uh-huh. Yeah. You, when you hear Jupiter and you hear Mars, you can definitely hear hear the stuff in the music. And the Jupiter movement sounds just very uh, sort of bombastic. You know, in places, yeah, yeah. and yeah, and so that's that's his knowledge of astrology because he was very metaphysical, yeah. studied metaphysics. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense because he really does. 
you know, capture sonically the, the feeling of each of the planets. Yeah, exactly right. So anyway, oh, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be taking a break mm-hmm. here just for here for about a minute. And we will be right back here with Stephen Forrest and Doug Johnston right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Angela Probst, who is, uh, excuse me, I have to turn my page over. She's an aromatherapist. Thank you very much. And at this point, you're probably one heard of, of essential oils. And are you confused? You're overwhelmed? Not sure where to start? There's so much information at our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with younger, Young Living Essential Oils can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. Now, more than ever, we all need to be focused on boosting our immune systems. Angela has all the right tools to help, and she's teaching weekly classes every week via Zoom. So if you want more information and you want to talk to Angela, you can give her a call at today at 253-278-1599 or visit her website at www.myyl.com slash Angela. And now this is a live read for Ms. Wanda Buckner. She's a pet psychic and she is an energy healer as well. And she does mediumship as a natural extension of her work. She sees pictures and videos from people's and animals' lives, talks to them after their deaths, and views their past lives. Wanda's communication with human and animal loved ones who have passed eases our loss and increases our understanding of this world and the next. So even though there are difficult times right now, did you realize that can you still meet Wanda via Zoom? If you would like to talk to Wanda, contact her at WandaBuckner.com or phone her at 360-491-3187 or email her at Wanda at WandaBuckner.com. This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Kevin McDonald's MyIndependenceReport.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, May 24th, it's Talk With Your Animals Sunday with gifted communicator Natasha Venter and Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me. Together, we'll take your phone calls. So what do you want to know about your animal friends? Give us a call. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, with my co-host Doug Johnston. Yay. And we have our guest today, Mr. Stephen Forrest. Stephen, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Thanks again for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's very fun having you here. So um, I was going to ask you about... um, now you wrote okay you wrote the uh, fire book and the next one was earth and air that was in the order that you wrote them yeah okay all right so um the fire one must have really got your energy up quite a bit when you wrote it i mean if you're you're stepping into one thing oh let me just stop here real quick something you told me years ago when i first met you I was telling you about a class I was teaching, and the class when I told them, I was teaching them about Neptune, there was about 35 people in the class, and um, I said, I don't understand why it is all these people just start to zone out, and they're just looking at me with their eyes crossed. He says, well, it sounds like you're, you know, getting the, the, the energy of the planets are coming through these people, and he says, just means you're a good teacher, that's all. I was very thrilled by that comment by you, by the way. It was really cool. 
So anyway, uh-huh. so I mean the um, the the energy of Mars had to have come through you really strongly during that time, did it? The energy of Mars. Yeah, when you're talking, when you're yeah. talking, talking about fire. So yeah, oh, oh yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. As soon as I, I, I mean, if I start talking about Mercury, like I'm teaching a class, Mercury, for example, right? If I'm suddenly I'm talking a lot faster, <laughs> and if I start talking about Mars, you know, I tend to be a little more passionate, and right. maybe uh, maybe a little angry, and yeah. Saturn, I tend to slow down and get serious. It's after a while, if you if you work with astrology, your consciousness becomes so entrained to these archetypes that, yeah. that pretty soon all you have to do is say the word and and you're 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 in that zone in, exactly. in the energy of that planet and god help you if you're making a bad response to the planet and <laughs> god protect everybody around you if it's mars yeah yeah you know i just remember that <clears throat> class was really fun i had a lot of people in, and, and as i remember when i was talking about mercury everybody started talking at once you know, and I thought, okay. And when Mars came out, everybody a little bit testy, you know, when I was talking about Mars. And then, you know, when Neptune came along, everybody just got, you know, their eyes crossed. You know, you could just see it across the room. They were kind of, you know, it's interesting because the subject of Neptune is a little difficult to talk about anyway. I mean, to describe in real human yeah, terms, yeah. you know, so it kind of, re- people react in that way. So it's interesting, I find. So anyway, um... <laughs> So, so how was Earth writing the Earth book? Did that take you longer, mm-hmm. for instance, to write that one? Yeah, it it, it, it did. Uh, it was uh, mostly because it was longer. It, mm-hmm. It's a uh, fire. No surprise. It will, I, I can prove to be the shortest of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not quite sure how long water is going to turn out to be. But okay. I, I, Fire, fire went by quickly. Yes. <laughs> no, no great shock there. I would think air would have went pretty fast, too. Yeah, you would have thought. Um, yeah. yeah, air. Doug, um, is, Doug is a double Gemini, by the way. Unless it was polluted oh, air. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I got the book for you coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. What's the book about? That You, you have another book oh, coming the, out? The book of air, it's, the subtitle is uh, oh, yeah. The Art of Paying Attention. That, that was kind of the hook. I oh. used for the whole air element, just just how we uh, how we connect consciousness and align consciousness right. to what is actually out there. You know, right. that's that's the function of air. That air is the is the connecting element. I, I wanted to counter the the uh, uh, accurate but too limited notion that. That air is uh, intellectual, cognitive. Mm-hmm. It's all these kind of dried out prunes of university professors are <laughs> are the air signs, and and they're they're represented, you know, those those dried out prunes. But but <laughs> air, it's, it's dynamic. It, it is it is this process of aligning consciousness to reality, right. and you know, it, it's it's like. Uh, one of the metaphors I use in the book, it's like experience we've all had. It's like I've, I've lost my car keys. Damn it, where are my car keys? I, yeah. I know I put them where I usually put them, mm-hmm. right? How many times have we said that? And and then we find them in the refrigerator or, you know, the bathroom sink. <laughs> and, and, I mean, it's, it's, it's a classic situation, but if you think about it, it's the essence of air because it's like I know I put the car keys where I always put them. I know that, yeah. but it's not true, you know? No. And, and you can make a case that the source of 
all human error and all human folly yeah. comes down to that, where your map uh, of the world in your head and the nature of your life and the world out there are not in alignment with each other. And, <laughs> and error is that constant flow of data, you know. Yeah. And if you pay attention, it corrects your errors. And it's a dynamic, exciting idea, and, and it gets us out of this uh, dry, intellectual, pedantic view of error. Wow. Hmm. That's just, that's just, we're just sitting there going, hmm, we're thinking about this. Of course, you may, you know, as I've always, every time I've heard you speak, the things that you leave us with, I walk out and I ruminate about them for about two or three hours afterwards. You know, <laughs> well, <thank> you. <laughs> not about cats, although I've thought about it, but, um, <laughs> but now it's Boston Terriers. I've got an obsession for them. So anyway, um, it's, it's. It's um, you just have a handle on so many things with astrology and uh, the way you put you pay the way you put sentences together is pretty masterful, you know, and and I really love it. So thank you for being you. you. I mean, you just thanks. (laughs) It's that Capricorn mind. Well, it's (laughs) cross every T and helps. Every every T is crossed and every I is dotted right where it needs to be. Right, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, he he has a real strong work ethic, too, which is me being a Pisces. Mercury in Capricorn, but Mars in Aquarius is conjunct it, and they're both on the cusp of my third house. Oh. So, you know, words words are, uh, you know, just pretty much my life. Yeah, right, exactly. That makes perfect sense. And Welsh ancestry, too. And, you know, the Welsh would, you know, hide up into the mountains when the Vikings came and write poetry about how brave they imagined themselves to be. And then when the Vikings went away, they'd come back down again. (laughs) (laughs) Very brave. Show your true colors when needed. Now, do you have have Nordic blood in you? Uh, Nordic blood, did you say? Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Actually, I, I didn't think I did. And then I found out I did one of those genetic tests and Turned out I was like something like eight percent Scandinavian. Wow! Uh, it, it, it made a weird kind of sense because uh, you know I, I'm my my third partner in life now, and they've, they've all been either Swedes or Norwegians. Well, see, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a confirmation of that. Wow! Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Did you do the Ancestry dot com test? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I did too. I was very surprised. It's fascinating. To see. I was surprised to see um, Germanic blood in mine and then also um, some Icelandic blood, which I was thrilled with. Thrilled. Icelandic? Oh, lucky you. Oh, I know. Yeah, that, that's rare. That's a rare blood group. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it's such a beautiful place. It's on yeah. my bucket list to go there someday. So awesome. Oh, awesome, I awesome. went when I was like 24 and it just knocked me out. I'd love to go back. Yeah. Yeah, it's the most naturally pristine, preserved place in the world. Nothing has touched yeah. it. Well, there aren't very many people there. I know, that's why. No, I know. Like 100,000, 200,000, something like that. Yeah. It's real progressive. Amazing. Intelligently run. Yep, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Put yeah. all the bankers in jail. I mean, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that shows their strength. Yeah, that's right. They, they know where their priorities are. I, I I never even looked to see where the transits were when they did that, because this Pluto Saturn would have been perfect time for that to go on. Yeah, perfect. Would, yeah. Perfect. I think it was a little before that. Uh, yeah, I know. Though. 
Uh, yeah, that's right. They had that big. big but Pluto and Capricorn, you know, that, that's enough to explain it. Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to be taking another break here in a couple minutes. I would like to get mm-hmm. your take on the Pluto Saturn business. You know, because yeah. you do have an unusual perspective, and I've seen just about everybody's write up about it, but I haven't seen yours. So I want to talk a little bit about it. It's a besides the, the besides the virus thing. You know, I want to know what this means for the consciousness of our planet. So I want to talk a little bit about that. So anyway, just before we go though, um, um, when you're talking, you gave a great description of the air book. Now I've got to get that book because I have a few planets in air myself, but, you know, it's it's always something that I sort of not gave much attention to people. But, boy, you know, every single part of the chart needs a lot of attention. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really true. Yeah. So anyway, um, so now you're starting the water book. So have you run into any roadblocks yet with that? I'm just curious. No, no. In fact, quite the opposite. They uh uh, uh, I was thinking I'd be do- doing most of the writing on it this summer. Yeah. I'd sort of worked that out, but then uh, this, uh, the virus hit, the pandemic, and uh, so I've been only seeing uh, about half the number of clients I would normally work with and, right. and the rest of the time writing. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually writing the next to the last chapter now. That's first draft, so it'll be a while before it's, okay. it's finished. But I'm, I'm feeling confident that... Uh, all four books will will be out before I exit the mortal coil, you know. <laughs> well, I think so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, it's just a huge, huge task to take on. But you know, um, I I know that I know that when I've read charts before, sometimes I look at the planets and I just go, I don't know what they're saying. But if I if I look at the the breakdown of elements, it practically gives me the whole whole the whole shoot and match. You know, mm-hmm. the elements can be incredibly powerful. Um, I know that my favorite musician, Bruce Hornsby, has six planets in water, you know, and, uh-huh. and it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense for him, but he has no earth in his chart. And yet he is uh-huh. very, very conscious, earth conscious, you know, and what he mm-hmm. does, you know. And so and I sort of figured that out kind of through the back door. You know, that maybe the lack of a, an yeah. element means he's done that in a previous life and he has other things to do this lifetime. So, yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. And, and there's also some compensation, I think, that arises naturally in the psyche. I mean, we all have, uh, even if we have no planets in Earth, we all have Taurus energy, Virgo energy, mm-hmm. Capricorn energy. And, and then, uh, you know, we can, we can sort of work with that and, uh, you know, bring it up because anybody who lacked functional earth energy, uh, you know, wouldn't show up for work. They, they'd be in, in, in serious trouble. So we learn <laughs> and we adapt. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, that's very, really practical and down to earth. That's very interesting. Okay, we have to take another really quick break here. When we get back more with Mr. Stephen Forrest, we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but also I'm going to ask him about, about the Pluto-Saturn conjunction as well as his apprenticeship program. So this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Mr. Matt Shea and Matt Shea Books. Matt writes books that centers around the common person in everyday life, people like you and me. 
His writings emphasize that each and every one of us was blessed with a unique, one-of-a-kind winning hand that will eventually be called upon to serve the world we live in. Matt will write stories and conduct radio interviews for the rest of his life as a way to encourage and inspire others. And another great math of great book of Matt's is the trilogy, The Groundskeeper and Other Stories, which has been receiving a lot of attention lately and can be found on Amazon and his website. So feel free to look at Matt's website where all his books are available. Matt would love to hear from you and promises to answer any or all that contact him. You can also write him at his personal email address at workinmat 7 that's W-O-R-K-N-7 at AOL.com, or you can call him at 206-915-1881. And of course, you can contact him at his website, www.mattsheabooks.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Marie D. Jones for a discussion of her latest book, Earth Magic, a guide to natural potions, plants, herbs, and more. On Saturday, Daniel Bruce Levin returns to continue the discussion about archetypes playing themselves out in the COVID-19 pandemic. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. Welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and we have Doug Johnston, my co-host today. And we also have our very, very special guest, Mr. Stephen Forrest. And we've been talking to him about the elements, but now we're going to talk a little bit about Saturn and Pluto. So I kind of want to get his take on these two big bad guys. So... In Capricorn, of course. That's in Capricorn, great. From a Capricorn. Yes, so what's your... His perspective. It's his perspective. So what's your perspective? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and so, you know, Saturn will, uh, it's in Aquarius now, so probably most of your listeners know, but it's going to head back. I think July 1st, it crosses back retrograde into Capricorn, and and we're going to have that, uh, essentially that triple conjunction of Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. Uh, pretty much for the rest of the year Oof. until Saturn and, and Jupiter cross over the line uh, together in December and finally form a true conjunction in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. But most of the actions in, in Capricorn and most of it, uh, we, we can't ignore Pluto, which is probably the more dominant factor. Yeah. And and so, well, it's a, it's a big subject, and I, I want to try to reduce it to some simple concepts. Uh, okay. First, um, when, wherever Pluto is, where you know the collective uh, society is, is 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 confronted with the shadow dimension, the kind of dark side or twisted side or distorted side of whatever sign Saturn is in, mm-hmm. and this this has worked like clockwork. I, I mean, uh, just quickly here, you go back into the 1970s. You know, some of your some of your uh, listeners probably old enough to remember the 70s. And, uh, you know, yeah, Libra, like me. Libra and and Libra is connected to relationship, partnership, and we have an explosion of divorce as we saw the shadow side of traditional marriage. And then Scorpio, 1984, ish it went in there, and, and late late 83-84, it's in and out. And Scorpio, again, it's a big subject, but sex is part of it. What happens? We get the uh, the AIDS crisis, and suddenly, uh, sex kills. You know, yeah. 
suddenly people are having to deal with the shadow side of sexual misconduct, essentially, which is, of course, a popular sport. And yeah. then, then we find we, we, the, the uh, Pluto enters Sagittarius, and, and we find ourselves in uh, looking at the shadow side of religion, the classic shadow uh, or the classic Sagittarian expression where we're, we're getting the, you know, not only terrorism, which seems to be ubiquitous now, but also so, so many revelations about sexual abuse and misconduct in, in churches, the priestly class getting uh, its shadow revealed 2008 or so. We go into Capricorn, where we are now, and will be until 2023, and Capricorn is traditional, and uh, that's not a bad word. No. Uh, I'll even say Capricorn is conservative, and I, I don't mean to make that a bad word, but there is a shadow side to traditionalism and a shadow side to conservatism, and, and that is revealed right now in a big way. And yeah. then Saturn comes along and, and just really concretizes all this, so it's it's in our faces, and so here we are. Can we? Can we? Uh, well, if I had to reduce it to one line, the, the question humanity is facing is: Can we stop getting on with the past? Yeah, it's a funny way to say it, but you know, just getting on with the past, the old grudges, the old yeah. arguments, and and uh, you know, here it is, and and then next will come Aquarius in 2023, and yeah. well, I suspect we'll see the shadow side of. Uh, of progressive movements, you know, which is, is linked more to Aquarius. Yeah, right. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a chance to be in psychotherapy, you know, metaphorically speaking. You know, you deal with your stuff or your yeah. stuff deals with you. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's essentially the heart of this. It's a, you know, it's confrontation. Right, exactly. And are you noticing just in the last few months have we've all gone underground into our quarantine, quarantine area? You know, mm-hmm. the, the suggestion is is that stop looking outside of yourself and try to blame everybody. This is a time for you to go in and look at your stuff and deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's you know, Capricorn is uh, you know, it's ruled by Saturn. And, and so there's a real affinity between the two. Saturn is classically the Lord of Solitude. Oh, yeah. And just as you were saying, you know, we're, it's we're all kind of compelled in varying degrees to, right. to be alone now, to be solitary, to yeah. face ourselves. Absolutely. Take responsibility for ourselves. That's true. You know, and um, I was noticing that on Facebook that somebody said, well, you know, for us introverts, it's not going to be a big deal. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it really uh-huh. isn't because I am sort of an introvert, you know, and I like being alone by myself. It hasn't bothered yeah. me that <laughs> much. Uh-huh. So I can't know. say that yeah, for a too, Gemini. Too, actually. No, you're very much of an extrovert, Doug. Uh, you're tough on a double Gemini. Yeah. Well, I do have Saturn stationary direct in Virgo in the third house. Uh, oh, yeah, you do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that, that, that would help. That's just strong Saturn placement. Yeah, it Perfect is. trying to Mercury in the 10th. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I have the exact op- opposition to Mercury and Saturn in my chart and a third house Mercury, too. I remember you talked about my third house Mercury in that seminar that you were doing after I had mm-hmm. done a reading mm-hmm. with you and you did a seminar and you were talking about um, how I don't remember what you said about my Saturn, but it was just really mature and down to earth and all that kind of stuff. And I really appreciate that because I think. A lot of people would look at a third house Saturn and go, oh, God, that means I'm just going to be afraid to speak my whole life. But look what I'm doing. I'm hosting a radio show. I've done it for five years now. 
And I'm telling you, I confront my fear every week coming up here to do this. There's always a little <laughs> little bit of something floating around in my stomach, a little fluttery. You know, it's like, am I gonna yeah. sound am I gonna sound intelligent? Am I gonna make sense? <laughs> and I hope I do okay. I do that every week. Yeah. So now that I admit that, I don't have to worry about it. So anyway, but yeah. But, chipping away at a big karmic problem, it sounds like. Yeah, it, it's... Saturn loves that, you know, persistence, you know, oh, just yeah. keep banging away. That's always the, the secret with Saturn. It's true. Don't you feel that with this combination of Pluto-Saturn being there, that we're going to see quite a difference with our government as well, worldwide? I think governments are going to change big time. Saturn, worldwide. Saturn, Saturn, Pluto running together like this because they're in Capricorn. Yeah. That there'll be big changes as far as with governments and the banking, as far yeah. as that goes too, because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. big banking. It would certainly be welcome. <laughs> oh, I yeah. totally agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think yeah. the world would mm-hmm. cheer on that one yes. with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to mention no, the tr- truth of it is, and I, I should be clear about this. I, I, I. Uh, I do personal astrology fundamentally. You know, mm-hmm. I work with clients, and and it's uh, psychological and spiritual. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, I get pulled a little bit into the so-called mundane astrology. You know mm-hmm. what's going on on the planet, and I, you know, I'm I'm happy to dive in there and give my two cents. But it's uh, it's not an area of expertise for me. I'm 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 really much more drawn to working with individuals. There, mm-hmm. There's a line from a, a song by, by Sting uh, that I've, I've always really loved. It's kind of guided my life. He said, he pointed out that uh, men go crazy in congregations, but they only get better one by one. It's <laughs> 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 a great line, isn't it? That is good. Yeah. The more more hopeful uh, side of the equation, where I can oh, work yeah. with people one at a time and make a difference in their lives. That's for so sure. This, the Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, the triple conjunction. Now, working with individuals, you know, it's like the Saturn, Saturn, Jupiter together. That's getting a lot of press, but a lot of astrologers are forgetting you, you can't leave Pluto out of it. You know, Pluto is critical. It's part. There is a triple conjunction. Yeah, and, and then, I mean, they'll never be exactly in the same degree, but they're within a few degrees of each other. That's a yeah. triple conjunction, right. and it's a rare thing. So Jupiter and Saturn. Uh, one of the purposes of that conjunction, I think, is to weed out astrologers, because the, the astrologers who think Saturn is bad and Jupiter is good, they're in a mess now. It's like this, 2020 is going to be the best crappy year you've ever had in your life. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so putting them together, it's, it's not really too hard. It's like I, I, the metaphor I like to create is there is a pot of gold on top of the mountain. Right, you know, and so there's your mountain, and are you going to climb it? It's really steep. It's daunting. There's Saturn, but there's a pot of gold on top, right. and, and so the idea of great effort that will be rewarded. Right, and now, exactly. now, now, like in Pluto, I can do this pretty simply because I'm having to do it every day with my clients. You know, oh, so sure. I come up with metaphors, and 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 so here's the Pluto. As we start to deal with unconscious material, our woundedness and mm-hmm. distortions. So we take our simple image, pot of gold on top of the mountain, and now we add Pluto. So suddenly there's five mountains, uh-huh. and one of them has a pot of gold yeah. on the top. Which one? Which one? 
until you deal with your own psychological distortions, all the, all the, especially Capricorn, the, the shoulds that you've internalized, like from bad parenting or bad religion mm-hmm. or whatever, until you deal with that, you have a real vulnerability to climbing the wrong mountain and yeah. there's no pot of gold on top of it. You've got to figure out who you are, what you want, what your values are. And once you do that, then you recognize the right mountain and you can go for the gold. Wow. Now, wow. that's a personal dimension of this. That is really profound. Good good metaphor. It's very good. Was Thanks. Crappy, what Thanks. was that word line he used? Best For the best year crappy you've year you've ever had yeah, in your life? That's... <laughs> <laughs> you, you could take it further, too. Like, if, if this con- triple conjunction is happening in somebody's seventh house, you know, it's about relationships. Right. Well, you know, then, you know, go for the gold in terms of an existing relationship or boldly, you know, trying to establish one, but we just put it in that category. That's where the mountain is. That's where the gold okay, is. Okay, right. 10,000 might be your career, you know, third house, it, you know, could be a time to write your book, but yeah. make sure you're writing the right book, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's all that Capricorn yeah. stuff is in my sixth house. So uh-huh. it's about work, work, work. So... Work, 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 and also take care of your body. You That's know, true, too. Self-care is a big thing there. Oh, yeah. 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 That's definitely a big part of it, you know. I'm very conscious mm-hmm. how I treat it. So it's, it's yeah, I think partly, I think you maybe what you're saying, too, is that it's Saturn really does represent being coming conscious of something, you know, and not just mm-hmm. getting conscious of it, you own it, you know. Yeah. It's nobody else's yeah. but yours, you know. and. That's- at the heart of Pluto, right yeah. there, the essence of it. Yeah, hardest I, thing in the world because you know it's uh, you got to wrestle with your ego. Yeah, you do, do. It right? Oh, it's got to be somebody else's. It's not my problem. You know. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. yours. Yeah. You know. Um, I heard that when you have dreams, everybody in the dream is you. So that's sort of like the way life is. Everybody is you out there. So it's a good opportunity to use the mirror. You know, just yeah. a facet yeah. of you. <laughs> well said. Well said. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Anyway, oh, we got to take another really quick break, and when we come back here, we're going to be finishing up with Mr. Stephen Forrest. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read from Susan Bergstrom from the Medicare Exchange. Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near our retirement, largely because Medicare doesn't cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means we will need affordable supplemental coverage to take care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can really help get the best coverage for you. With her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she will save you some money. Now, I've got some new developments this week from Susan. I talked to her the other night. She's got a couple of new things that's happening. First of all, she has classes that are starting from the program, some of the programs that she represents. So if you sign up with her and then sign up for a specific program, you'll get credits for classes that can be used by your children, grandchildren, or other children. So it sounds like a really good deal. 
And then also she has a thing called Legacy Safeguard. It's a new document that you can construct that's done to itemize and organize your final wishes. So when you pass on, you have all your stuff itemized and nobody has to have any memory or any sort of, you know, problem with that. So anyway, and by the way, it is free, by the way, for that. So if you want more information about all this or you want to talk to Susan, you can call her at 253-318. 318, excuse me, 9379, or email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. Alternative Talk 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. This is our last segment with Stephen Forrest, which will be, this has been a pure joy, I'm telling you. And Stephen, welcome back. Um, this is all this has been entirely too short, but, you know, we're, we'll have to, we'll just have to live with that. So anyway, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your apprenticeship program, frankly, because for a personal reason, I'm interested in doing it. So um, I want to hear a little bit more about um, the evolutionary astrology is pretty much taking psychological astrology and upping it one notch, pretty much, isn't it? Kind of type of thing. You're adding more depth and information into into the readings. Yeah, definitely. The whole evolutionary approach, it's like the metaphysical psychology mixed with the more contemporary psychology. Oh. I've been teaching that in my apprenticeship programs for an awful lot of years now. The, the first one was in the late 1990s, okay. 98, as I recall. Mm-hmm. And um, the truth of it is, right now we're in... Uh, in a state of transition, mm-hmm. um, my moon progressed into my 12th house, and, and uh, you know, I, I knew a lot of things were going to have to kind of come to a, a natural ending. Right. And uh, so I, 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 I ended a lot of the apprenticeship programs, partly to make time to write these four elements books we we're talking about, right? But but also to kind of make space for something creative to happen. Yeah. Again, just trying to walk the talk. That's what I would tell somebody when the moon goes into the 12th house. Don't fear it. Use it, you know. Right. Things, are, things are ending to make way for a new start. And and so the bottom line, we're, I'm down to really one active apprenticeship program. Now, it's in Southern California, and it's a, you know, it's a bit of a problem because there's so many people who want to be in it, and we always have a long waiting list even with like 80 people in the class, right. it's gotten crazy. Um, but the, what, what we're doing is uh, creating a, a, a school that will be partly online, like a, a, a teaching program where you know, people can do it at home on their computers, right. and, and they'll get all the elemental stuff. I, I, I guess I don't want to say basic. You know, they get a pretty serious astrological education and evolutionary astrology uh, with online tests and, you know, classes and and videos and things like that. And then from now on, I want to teach, uh, I want to keep teaching live. I I like that, but at a higher level. Problem with the apprenticeship programs all these years is the the, the little red schoolhouse issue, you know, where I'll, I'll have some people who are 
relative beginners and have some advanced students, and they're all in the same room. And right. it's, it's hard to design a class that meets everybody's needs under those circumstances. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're just trying to move it to a new level of sophistication. And right. we have, I have two partners, uh, a, a woman named Katie Cadge, who's been a student of mine for a long time. She's a, a, a professor at Anza College here in California. Right. And she's done uh, a huge amount of work with online education, so she brings that whole expertise. Oh, yeah, and she's then, awesome. Uh, there's a business guy named uh, Jeff Parrott, who's also been a student of mine, and he's, he's uh, got you know, business expertise, and, and he's been generously funding this whole project. So nice. We, we're, we're working on it. We hope to announce it officially and maybe open it uh, as early as uh, the latter part of this year. Oh, that's great. So, you know, it yeah, sounds to me that's that... kind of what the apprenticeship program has become. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I thinking from the Pisces point of view here, that you're moving into a Pisces type of time in your life, which is more like, okay, um, what can I do to nurture myself? You know, and I'm sure the, the astrology, of course, all of it does, but you're looking for something more personal. Are you, think, are you doing p- painting or anything like that? You are doing that. I think you mentioned that. Do training? Did you say painting? Something that's artistic. Oh, oh, uh, no, not at this point. I, I uh, used to play music quite a lot. Oh, I had see, there you go. When I was in North Carolina, that's, that's but right. uh, lately I, I've just been Mister Work. You know. Okay. Yeah, and of course your partner Michelle is the artist. Yeah, oh, she's she's quite an artist. She she's a professional. She's done the like the official portraits of the mayors of New Orleans, and wow. you know, she's she's got some pretty significant credentials. But she's been she's been wanting to to do more Western kind of art, yes. you know, Western landscapes and Native Americans and cowboys, and she's that's a that's a very male dominated world but she's she's starting to make her mark in it and i'm real proud of her oh i i would be too because she's her talent is really unbelievable and you know i come from a a family of artists you know and so i'm looking at her 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 work is just so impeccably it's really detailed but yet it's very flowing at the same time it kind of blends left and right brain quite a lot you know and so (laughs) so um she's really amazing so she she is she has uh, the poor thing has eris you know in her sixth house uh, eris can they, they can they can bring you know the dark side of people's rivalry and competitiveness into mm-hmm. the mix there's positive sides to it but right. the dark side and sixth house which has to do with mentoring and you know our role models and our guides and right. and and she she was this just still makes my blood boil with all her native talent, she had a professor who, who told her she should forget about being an artist. She would never make it. And this is like, a, you know, she's a 19-year-old woman. And, oh, you know, he, he poisons her mind like that. Oh. And, and uh, she, she didn't paint for five years. Oh, and yeah. It was tragic. And, and then she, uh, she met uh, this wonderful uh, Latvian artist in New Orleans who... You know, practically beat her with a stick. You know, real old school traditionalist, and he, he taught her. Uh, well, she she describes herself as uh, she has a 19th century job. You know, she yeah. paints in a in an academic style that that was popular in the 19th century, but oh, she okay. doesn't see too much of it anymore. 
Wow. Okay. She recovered. You know, at least she found a good teacher finally. Oh, well, yeah, and finally somebody jolted her out of that that lie that she was told. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That you know, it's amazing how adults or teachers or anybody that you put high, keep in high revere can just knock you down so quick. You know, and mm-hmm. um, I had that happen mm-hmm. to me years ago. I'm not want to talk about it, but um, I know what it feels mm-hmm. like. You know, and it does yeah. sort of take you off your it takes you off your rails for a while. You know, and oh, trying to get awful. them back. Especially a young person when ego is still forming and pride hasn't, in the good sense of pride, hasn't really taken hold yet. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, mm. it's, special circle of hell for the you know, special the, circle the of hell mentors who I think are jealous or insecure in the face of the talent of their students. You know, and prevent right. them from individuating, so you know, chronos eating his children. You know, right? Exactly. So it sounds like you're you're kind of going into a rest mode to me, and I'm really happy to hear about that because there's times when you know sometimes watching TV is fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I try not to do much of that. I know, but or watching something you really enjoy. Or something like that, but something enjoying. He's some, a hiker, huh? He's yeah, a hiker. I'm looking forward to getting back out Hiking, again. They, yes. they closed the desert on us about two weeks ago, but I think they're, which was unbelievable. Oh. But I think they're, they're, I think they're starting to repent of that. That's crazy. Because yeah, God knows this is the place for social distancing. Yeah, <laughs> really, that's a good place for it. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. So anyway, um. I just kind of want to say thank you for being with us here today. Um, it was a little bit of a time trying to get you to lock into a place here. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of interesting, but we did get you here, and we were, we're just finally, so finally, yeah. yeah. I'm and, sorry we couldn't do it in person. Yeah, you know, maybe next time we will be able to, you know, uh, yeah, because maybe. I would like to have you back at some point uh, because your perspective on things is so unique and you di- and very different. You know, and it's it's very kind mm-hmm. and gentle too, which I love. So it's fabulous. I'll be happy to. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. Okay, so I just have to figure out my my producer's in the other room, and I'm trying to figure out what he's doing. So I have to figure out how much time I have left here. Mm-hmm. How much time have I got left? Hi, can you tell me? Okay. Anyway, I'm going to let you go. Sorry, we used to have. This is kind of weird today, but anyway, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, You're you're welcome. You're welcome, and good luck with the future, and good to meet you too, Doc. Oh, it's it's been a delight to be talking with you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's it for us today, and um, we hope you enjoyed this show. It's a very special edition today for the Jupiter Rising show, a little different than our format, but we love having him on. He was wonderful. So thank you very much. We're going to see you next week on the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.